Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcasts. In March, Virginia's median home sales price was $375,000, and that's nearly 12% higher than in March of last year. While year-over-year sales slowed, Virginia did see a significant jump of more than 40% in sales between February and March of 2022. A lot of folks have questions about what all the changes in real estate mean for them, and we wanted to talk to an expert who could really help our listeners. I would like to welcome Vicki Vogt with Long & Foster. Vicki is a top realtor in the Richmond market. She's been in real estate 22 years. She also happens to be one of the most genuine people that I know. Vicki, welcome to River City Podcasts. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. And Vicki looks fabulous. I wish everybody could see her. She has this <laughs> gorgeous top with sort of turquoise and white and blues, and she's beautiful. Um, so I guess let's kind of just start out with current state of affairs. What is the Richmond market like right now? It's changing. It's really amazing. <clears throat> It really, I, I read an article just recently where it said instead of it being the market being 125 miles an hour, it is now down to 100. But that doesn't mean that it's slowed down a lot. It's still crazy in the sense that people are going over list, um, no inspections, no appraisals, uh, escalating clauses. It's just, it's really amazing. I feel bad for the buyers because it's just, very frustrating and you have to be very patient. Well, I would say, you know, I know sometimes people really try and kind of go out on their own and my research would tell me that that's always a bad idea because they're going to lose money. But now more than ever, having somebody help them navigate through this mm -hmm. seems vital. It is. It is. You really need somebody who knows what they're doing. And because I've been doing this a long time, I've seen a lot of different markets. This is very unusual. Uh, 2007, 2008 was different. But this one is crazy. It really is. When I was taking courses when I first started, uh, one of the teachers said, whenever anybody asks you how the market is, just say unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and it fits no matter what. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, now it's maybe unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> I think so. How are the interest rates affecting the buyers you're working with? It, it is causing the ones that are at the lower end, the first-time home buyers, to walk away. They really can't afford it because it's just gone up too fast, too, too soon. So I think what my advice is for many of them is to just hang on. It'll slowly get back to normal. It always does. The pendulum swings. But the, the fact is that, you know, they may want to just wait a while. Right. It's funny you mentioned 2007, 2008. Is that? Yeah. So yeah. that's when I bought my first house. Oh, my goodness. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, nobody listened to me about real estate advice. Um, I bought a house for about 250000 that ultimately was worth about a hundred. Oh, gosh. Um, and it turned quick. It was, yeah. So anyway, mm. I didn't know you then. I didn't have you then. <laughs> um, for listeners that are wondering if they should rent or buy right now, what, what would be your advice to them? Well, because rents are going up so quickly. 
I would say if they can afford it and they need to get pre-approved and all of that, that it would be a much better situation for them. The problem is that a lot of people don't have the cash for the uh, down payment, and that is the issue. But if they do, that would be, you know, you're building equity. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons to own real estate yourself. Well, with that house that I bought, um, the, I, I was actually eligible because I was a first-time buyer. Mm-hmm. And I don't, of course, remember anything of what it was called, but I know that I actually didn't need to have a down payment. Oh, wow. Is that something that still exists for first-time buyers? Some, there are grants that are out there that would do that. And Russ... The, the guy that we both know would know how to get you into that. Okay, great. Well, so if you need a mortgage lender, we can help you with that too. <laughs> um, so, you know, and inflation is, of course, on everybody's mind. It's the grocery store. It's the gas station. I mean, it's it's really, we don't really have a place that isn't affecting us, I think, right now. And real estate is just another one of those. So, yeah. Um, and in terms of the Richmond market, what areas of town do you cover? Well, when I first started, I knew I wasn't from here. We moved from Rochester 22 years ago. So I focused on uh, relocation. And at that point, and that was in 99, a lot of companies were moving people in and out of Richmond. So I benefited from all of the Altria people and the, you know, Capital One, DuPont and all of that. So it depended on where they were working as to where I would work. And a lot of the people in my office wouldn't cross the river. And I'm like, what? Are you crazy? So um, I'm all over. Let, okay. me, let me put it that way. And okay. it's because of my former clients. Right. They trained you. They trained yes. you to have no fear of the river. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. People will drive 25 minutes from you know downtown to the far west end, mm-hmm. but won't cross that bridge. It's, I know it. It's, I, nuts. it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> So you have been 22 years in this business. What What is one of the most unusual experiences you've had thus far? <laughs> There's quite a few. Actually, I was just talking about this in the sense that <clears throat> we had a closing where you do your walkthrough just before you close. And sometimes it's a day before, sometimes it's a couple of hours before. And this client was a relocation client. Um, and when we went into the family room, the seller had painted around the um, TV area so that when he moved all of the furniture out, (laughs) there was a space where we could see where the TV area was, and my client went nuts. And so I said, this is the time we get an attorney, and this is the time where we hold up closing until we get this figured out. So that was one very unusual situation. There was a couple of others where when my husband was a realtor and he just gave up his license two years ago, we went through the walkthrough and the crawl space was full of junk. And my buyer was very, very upset. Tom, my husband, got his trailer, went into the crawl space, took all the stuff out, went to the dump, and we closed. Okay, when you say junk, do you mean like boxes, furniture, things, or do you mean like crud? It was awful. It was awful, yeah. And it was Tom who went in there, not me. (laughs) Go Tom. That's amazing. Um, It's funny that you mentioned that about the TV because we just painted ourselves our entire downstairs. Uh And um, it it occurred to me to paint around the refrigerator. (laughs) 
<laughs> Justin would have never allowed that, but um, I was like, man, this is going to be a pain. But we, we did, in fact, move our furniture. Oh, good. So. Oh, good. Um, and you and Tom were actually a real estate team together, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. So is that part of the reason you got into it, so that you guys could have that time together and flexibility? Or Well, it was interesting. <laughs> Another story for you. I said to him when, when we were thinking of moving, I said, you know, I'm going to try real estate. I was in sales prior to this, and I enjoy sales. And I thought, you know, how hard can this be? Well, when you move to a new area and don't know anybody, it is a little more difficult. But anyway, he said, well, I'll try it too. Wow. And I'm like, okay. So we both took our test, and, and we learned a lot about each other because he was in college ahead of me. And so I study a, little, a lot differently than he did, and we also take a test differently. He zipped through his, and he said to the lady, okay, did I pass? And she said, yes. And he said, well, it doesn't matter because if she doesn't pass, we're not doing this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and how, how far behind were you in getting done? Uh, <laughs> probably about 45 minutes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I have, it's run through my mind, real estate and, but, uh, I don't retain information well that I'm not interested in. And there's so many nuances that you have to know. Yeah. And it changes all the time because as things progress, you get more and more, you know, due diligence and more paperwork, if you will, because of lawsuits and everything else. It's really amazing. Well, and you you hadn't mentioned any of this, but you've got some credentials that a lot of realtors don't have. Can you talk about those a little bit? Sure. The one that I'm most proud of is the CRS. It's Certified Residential Specialist. And you have to have a certain amount of volume in order to even apply. And you also have to take quite a bit of education. And I'm a former teacher, so that went right down my alley. Um, and then you have to take your, you know, uh, uh, your continuing ed, both with the um, RAR division as well as the CRS. So it keeps you really going into um, what's current, and that's important. You've got to stay up. And Long and Foster does a great job also with training in that. But the CRS is the designation because only 3% of realtors in the United States have that designation. 3%. Yeah. yeah. And so for somebody listening that is looking for a realtor or has a friend that's looking for a realtor, what is that certification? How does that set you apart as far as the knowledge that you learn from it? Because you've got more experience than the norm. Um, you've got more education and usually they make a lot more money than the normal person or the normal realtor, I would say. Uh, Getting a a license is fairly easy and a lot of people do that because they'd like to do it as a hobby or a part-time situation. So you really want to make sure you're, you're dealing with somebody that knows what's cooking. Yeah. Well, this is in, in my world, this is, um, my cousin's son just graduated and can definitely make you a logo. Uh huh. Well, he might be able to physically make a logo, but it may not be the level of a professional agency (laughs) that's actually going to, you know, put a lot of um, experience into what that represents and that's your brand. Mm -hmm. It's to me, it's very similar. Like, you know, I have a family member out, he's kind of messing around in real estate. It's nice that you're supporting them, but you might have just lost $20,000 by doing so. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. Well, let's see. Well, the one thing I also wanted to find out is just 
what made you get into it? You know, when you, you said you were a teacher and you did sales, what was the idea of real estate that, that intrigued you? My cousin was a realtor out in California, and she was always my idol. She's three years older than I am, and she moved out there probably about 30 years ago. And anyway, she's doing a magnificent job. And, you know, one house in California, you yeah. know, you're, you're good. <clears throat> but I always admired her, and I've always enjoyed real estate. Um, we always bought and sold ourselves. We had a three-family. You know, we did all kinds of things like that. And so I thought, you know what, since I'm going to a new area, I'd like to start a new uh, career. And it worked out well. It really has. As I said, when you don't know anybody, that's when you want to really associate yourself with a top uh, agency. And Long and Foster provided that. So you weren't completely on your own. You had their support in getting right. started. Because that's, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to that have thought about real estate, it's it's scary because it's, you know, mm -hmm. how long will it take? And yes. And in the meantime, I have no income coming in. Yeah. Um, but and it's and the startup costs are not cheap either. You've, you've got to view it as opening up a business. Yeah. And that's really what you need to do. So if you you approach it in that manner and if you work it in that manner, um, then, you know, you you really benefit from it. And so do your clients. Do you remember your first sale? It was with my daughter. Okay. And so that might have been even more scary. Yeah. <laughs> I was under the microscope. Um, she wanted to sell on Wyth Avenue and wanted to buy. And so it was a dual thing. And I'll tell you, I learned a lot that way. Fortunately, my son-in-law is still speaking to me. <laughs> Good. Wow. Well, it's like part of that is awesome because you have, you know, it wasn't somebody you didn't know that you were scared of. But at the same time, there was more on the line. Yes, indeed. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, and, you know, there's a lot going on, I think, over the last couple of years with the pandemic that we've been experiencing. People are sort of rethinking what they want mm -hmm. in life. Priorities have changed. Um, and if any of our listeners are considering getting into real estate, what advice would you give them? I'd love to talk to them. And I'd love to point out a few things. It's not as easy as you think. Uh, it has to be full time. It really has to be. Um, you can try to do it part time, but all you'll do would be frustrating yourself. Um, <clears throat> and it's very rewarding. I mean, you really are helping people. And that's, that's a nice thing. It's a warm fuzzy. That's awesome. And we'll give some information at the end of the show um, as far as how to reach out to Vicki, if that's something that you're considering. Uh, one question I did want to ask you is what an ideal client would look like for you, sort of if there's a niche and where you feel you can help somebody the most. You know, I like working with seniors. Um, they really are fun in a lot of ways, and I'm very patient with them. And when they're selling their home of 30 years, you know, it's, it's a process. But I also like working with first-time home buyers because they're excited. And it's always different with every client that I have. You know, it's never really the same. So I would say those are my two main focuses. Yeah. So you kind of the beginning of the cycle and the end of the cycle. <laughs> I love that. I would like to end with a quote, and I don't know if you've heard this before, Vicki. It's from William Jennings Bryan, who was an American orator and politician. 
ran for president three times, and then entered the newspaper industry and encouraged every American investor to purchase real estate. Hmm. And I love this quote. He said, real estate is the best investment for small savings. More money is made from the rise in real estate values than from all other causes combined. Ah, and I, I like that too. <laughs> right? I just think that's such great information. And even if, you know, and you can talk about this a little bit, but like if, you know, you start, you can start small, mm-hmm. you know, you can find something that's even a condo. Yes. Uh, just to get going and then sell and then go a little, right? I mean, is right. that a path that? Yes. Well, that's exactly what I did. We were, um, my husband just graduated from college and he was in graduate school, and I said, you know, we've got to buy a house. And he's like, wait, what? We don't have any money. And I said, yeah, we're, we're going to buy a house, and we did. We borrowed, you know, a little bit from my dad, a little bit from my sister, paid them off, and had our first started home. And that's how we built our, you know, equity, because at that time it was a great thing. Well, Vicki, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. If our listeners want to reach out to Vicki, uh, obviously to buy or sell a house or to get into the real estate field, head to her website, which is VickiVote.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-V-O-G-T.com. You can also uh, reach out to River City Consulting and we can provide information for you. And thanks again, Vicki. Oh, it's been fun. Thanks for listening to River City Podcast. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business, go to rivercityconsulting.com. Consulting.com.